In today's podcast, we go over how your motor vehicle accident and the whiplash you got from that could be causing your TMJ issues. And bonus tip, tongue positioning. A lot of us don't think about that, but how we position our tongue in our mouth highly affects how our jaw is. Stay tuned. I'm Michelle Thompson. Welcome to Everything is About Your Health, the podcast. I believe one of the most important things you can do for yourself is to be open-minded to learn. To learn about different professions out there in the world that links to your health, either directly and indirectly. For instance, I operate a manual osteopathy and cold laser clinic in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. For those not familiar with manual osteopathy, it takes a holistic, whole-body approach to healthcare. It uses manual, hands-on techniques to improve all aspects of the body, including the skeleton, joints, muscles, nerves, circulation, connected tissue, as well as organs. Internal functions like metabolism, respiration, and reproduction can also be improved without the use of drugs. Here at Heat Therapy, Holistically Elite Active Therapy, we utilize BioFlex cold laser units to help accelerate healing on a cellular level. It is a light-based technology proven to be highly effective in the treatment of musculoskeletal problems and wound healing. We have had many success stories with this technology. People have avoided surgeries, reduced and eliminated medication, and reduced or eliminated all sorts of pain. So please, join us on this journey as we interview all sorts of professions and how they link to your health, either directly and indirectly. Do you know the whiplash that you received from a motor vehicle accident a few years ago or whatever that the case may be could be impacting your jaw and could be the reason why you have jaw pain and discomfort? So initially you're thinking, how the heck can my motor vehicle accident that I had years ago or even a couple days ago or maybe even a few weeks ago be the cause of why I have jaw pain? They're not even related, you may think. Well, actually, the neck musculature is very closely related in the sense that it will attach right close to where the jaw is and attach into the base of the skull and into this point, this bony prominence in the side of the ear called the mastoid. So if you find your ear hole and you palpate behind your ear, there's a bony prominence called the mastoid process. Okay, so the sternocleidomastoid muscle, right, mastoid process, sternocleidomastoid, which is that long muscle that goes from that inner part of the collarbone and will travel up on an angle and attach into that bone behind the ear. So with whiplash, your neck is violently thrown, right? Or even actually minor fender benders, sometimes it can cause enough of a whiplash, you get a decent amount of tension in that sternocleidomastoid muscle. It tensions up to protect the inflammation and the irritation or the minor um, strains that have occurred within that muscle or muscles if it happened on both sides or maybe around the other musculature in your neck. So the body thinks it's helping, right? It's tightening up to secure everything. But really, in actuality, what it does, if it exceeds long periods of time or exceeds way past the initial point of why it does that it then starts to affect other areas and in this case since the jaw attaches into that temporal muscle which is another part 
of the mastoid. I know I might be losing some of you here, but just basically the muscle from your collarbone goes up and attaches behind your ear. And obviously where the ear attaches, you can imagine that's the same bone. And the ear, if you palpate right in front of your ear hole and you open and close your jaw, you can see how closely related and where that nerve, um, that nerve is right or sorry not the nerve what am I talking about (laughs) getting distracted here I'm sitting out here in the nice sunny beautiful gorgeous weather I believe it's like 30 degrees right now just absolutely gorgeous and I thought you know what I'm gonna make a podcast (laughs) so bear with me but I meant sorry the joint right so you're opening closing and you're feeling that joint so you can understand how closely related that is so If now you're thinking, well, Nichelle, shouldn't I be healed by now? It's been years. Well, our muscles have memory. So if you never saw anybody for your neck or you never had that tended to, what happens more often than not is the body will assume the position that it was injured in. It's almost like a post-traumatic stress disorder that the tissues experience. They almost get like um, stuck in that position that they were injured in. So now all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, so all I have to do is just go for a couple treatments, loosen up this muscle and it should be better, right? But now you have to imagine all the collateral damage that that has created. So you're going and you get treatment for your jaw and you go and get treatment for your neck and you're like, okay, what else? Well, passive treatment, it's great. And honestly, you do need a little bit of that work because sometimes you need to restore movements that have been lost in the joints that you can only achieve through manual work, right? So I myself as a manual osteopath and a certified athletic therapist, I perform this work on my clients all day. But often Oftentimes, what I also have to coach my clients through is strengthening work or stretching to hold them through um, the time in between treatments, but also to get them on the right track to lengthen the time in between treatments or potentially even get them to the point where they are completely fine and don't have to come and see me anymore unless they injure something else, right? That's ideal best case scenario. So... If you've injured your neck and now your sternocleidomastoid muscle, so remember that muscle that goes from the collarbone on the inside all the way to that bone behind the ear, you think, or or you may not think, (laughs) but I'm making you think here, it goes from your collarbone to the head. At no point in time does it come into contact with the actual neck itself. So because of this, what this muscle does to stabilize the neck is it will tighten up and compress the joints of the neck in the back to secure it. But over time, this can predispose you to things like osteoarthritis, um, headaches, migraines, and um, other problems lower down your back. It could even lead to shoulder issues and range of motion limitations in your shoulders. So as you can see, the longer you leave something sit, just the longer it has to manifest and affect other areas because our bodies are phenomenal at compensating. And that's part of the reason why just because you don't have pain in some area doesn't mean it's in dysfunction because the body is doing such a good job of 
compensating around that, you don't necessarily notice the jaw pain right away or you don't necessarily notice the shoulder pain right away after you have that initial injury from your neck. But you have to think if your neck is injured because you had a whiplash, you're not going to move the same exact way as you did before. And you're not going to move the same exact way you did before because there's pain. So therefore, your muscles are going to move different. The joints are going to move different. The ligaments will have to then accommodate for this difference in positioning of the joints. Again, the list goes on and on. So, Michelle, that's all great and everything. But what's, what's the solution here? So you want to strengthen the muscles in the deep part of your neck, the deep core of your neck called the deep cervical neck flexors. So essentially, sit up in a chair or sit against a wall, that would be even better, and or even stand against the wall, and you want to place your head against the wall, okay? So now what you're going to do is you're going to take your thumb and your index finger and just place it on the inner parts of your collarbone. So if you flex forward all the way, you'll like, so bring your chin all the way down to your sternum, you're gonna feel those two muscles, those two sternocleidal mastery muscles pop up into your thumb and index finger. When you do this exercise, however, when you're slightly tucking your chin down, trying to bring it towards your sternum, but you're only gonna be moving it about an inch, maybe max two inches, you do not, I repeat, you do not want the sternocleidomastoid muscles to pop up into your fingers. If they are, that means you're not doing it correctly and you're not actually allowing the deep neck flexors to contract appropriately. So as soon as you contract muscles that you're not supposed to be contracting, instantly the muscles you're trying to get to contract are not contracting. They're just saying, hey, thanks guys, thanks for doing all the work for us. We're just gonna hang here and, and we'll just wait and stay back until you need us, right? And, and they get sloppy and they start to atrophy and they weaken. And so what the sternocleidomastoid muscle does and the other muscles around the neck that again, don't really have much attachment into the neck, especially, you know, the base of the skull, if you have a lot of tightness in the base of the skull and um, up into like the tops of your shoulders, stuff like that. If those are constantly getting worse and worse and worse, it's because the sloppiness of those muscles in the front of the neck, so right behind your throat, basically that attachment to the front of the vertebral bodies of the neck, they're so atrophied and so slacked off that they're just like, yep, we don't even need to do any work. We're just gonna, um, you know, chillax and, 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 and get weak basically. Right. And, and you would know if you don't go to the gym or if you, you did sports when you were young and you stop because, you know, good old being an adult, we just work and, and do nothing for ourselves physically. A lot of the time, unfortunately for, for a lot of people is you notice when you get back into the gym, you're surprised at how weak you are. You know, you can barely do a push up, or, you know, you, you can barely do the bench like you used to, or, you know, you, you injure yourself easily or you're sore very very sore after you go to the gym well it's because you're not used to it so you need to wake these muscles up so again assume that position again stand against the wall put that thumb and index finger against those um, co uh, collarbones on the inside those two pointy parts and now bring your chin down and down and down okay and if you start to feel them pop off back up a little bit and that would be the amount that you can tuck your chin to your sternum and go back up so tuck down again as far as you can without them popping up. And come back up. So you would repeat this and do about 10 repetitions of three sets.
that would be ideal situation. So this is also another really great technique that you can incorporate, say when you're standing in line waiting for something, you know, because we're standing in line, standing six feet apart a lot these days. <laughs> so you can do that, you know, just gently kind of tuck your chin, pretend you're looking at your phone and then look back up. And honestly, guys, no one really looks at people. So just do what you got to do. Have no shame. Do what you have to do for your body. As you know, you're lying in bed at night, you can even do this lying down the same motion just so you know. It's going to be harder when you're lying down. So you won't be able to tuck your chin to your sternum as much. FYI. So just watch out for that. Always have your index finger and your thumb on those muscles. So say you're doing that. And another note that I have uh, to say to you guys, it's a a little uh, tip, is I want you to note your tongue positioning because sometimes after a whiplash mechanism, it can actually, believe it or not, change the way you position your tongue in your mouth. So what you should do is you should have your tongue resting on the roof of your mouth about, um, say, a half a centimeter behind your teeth. So for, for my American friends out there, that's about an inch or sorry, a quarter of an inch behind your top teeth. And it should be resting completely flat on the roof of your mouth. So if you have the tendency to not have that position and your tongue is down resting kind of at the bottom, that puts a lot of stress on the jaw musculature and can just enhance the reason why you're clenching and enhance the tension that you have around the jaws. So that's what we have for you guys today. I'm wrapping it up. Tongue posture and making sure your deep neck flexors are nice and strong to take tension off of the musculature that may have been injured when you were in your motor vehicle accident and experienced that whiplash. As always, if you guys have any questions for me, I leave my email in the comments below. And if you um, have any questions, guys, I cannot stress this enough please do not feel afraid to email me I enjoy responding back to any questions and helping you guys out as much as I can from a distance thank you so much for listening to the podcast and supporting the podcast share with any family members if you feel this would be valuable with them and take care enjoy the weather and that's a wrap for this episode Thank you for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast if you found it to be educational and know someone who would benefit. This is Nichelle Thompson on Everything is About Your Health, the podcast.